Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. This episode of the A-Game Podcast is brought to you by Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. Go to www.nicknicknick.com slash links. Under affiliates, you will see a link to get discounted CBD. On that site, you will see all types of different things from clothes, topicals, to drops, to gummies, to greens, to immune defense. That site grows all the time. They always have new products on there. It is pure uh, products, pure CBD. It's not THC. It will not get you high. You will not fail a drug test. It has been a great uh, addition for me, for inflammation, for appetite, for sleep, for stress. CBD taken consistently for 30, 60 days has worked miracles for my nagging aches and, aches and pains and inflammation. When you go to check out on that site, put in promo code AGAME to get 20% off and support a model American in William Brannan, who is a former Navy SEAL, now hailing out of Hawaii, living the good life. Appreciate him uh, sponsoring and supporting this podcast. Please do the same and sponsor him. If you're going to get CBD, please check out Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. Also, if you go on nicknicknick.com, you can get our free ebook, How to Invest in Real Estate During This Market, and what every investor needs to know. How it's been affected during uh, COVID is something that we, we take into consideration on the short read. It's an ebook you can get for free on the site. It's got some good information there on wholesaling, fix and flips, commercials, and some different things that we can do. It also, um, uh, gives uh, just a basic overview on some different strategies and is free on the website. Costs a few dollars if you get it on Amazon, but jump on the website, pick it up for free. And while you're there, let's discuss how we can start investing. It's now 2021. If you did not take advantage of opportunities in 2020, let's make this a point to start getting in. Whether you're new, intermediate, or experienced, and you're looking to take it up in the, another level, diversify. If you want to buy properties from me, if you want to sell properties to me, if you want to partner on some level, Let's just start getting that conversation going and start to build up your asset books, start to make you some money and build up your portfolio this year. Go on nicknicknick.com slash links. You can find all my contacts to reach out to me. And last but not least, if you have anybody who's a good guest for this podcast, have them contact me podcast at nicknicknick.com and let's make it a strong year for the podcast. Thank you very much. So this is episode 101. I am uh, trying to just hold myself accountable. I, I almost didn't put an episode out today. Um, we just put out episode 100 with Mark Henneman. So I thought that was a great episode to release as number 100 for a number of reasons, personally and professionally. Um, you know, for people that know me, you know that for years I've always talked about how much I love Family Guy and the state. So to have a bunch of people on this year from the state and now a writer from Family Guy was just a, a really, really big deal for me. And the fact that he does real estate, I just, I thought it was amazing. When I heard this, I was like, oh man, my two worlds have finally combined real estate and Family Guy. And uh, it was a great, great conversation. And he was so easy to talk to and so good about coming on and being generous with his time. And, you know, I just, uh, I've, I found that to be a really cool thing. So I wanted to do just a quick 
a little bit of a review of the Mark Henneman episode, a little bit of a review of 2020, and uh, just some things that we're going to be gearing up for for 2021. This won't be the longest episode, but I just wanted to make sure I held myself accountable and touch base. So first off, year in review. 2020, obviously, was a strange one. Um, you know, life changed. Things are changed. Everything has to pivot. It was overdue. You know, there was definitely things that needed to change in the real estate market and in the world. I thought it was an extreme way to force it to change like that. You know, obviously, the worst part being that many people were sick and many people lost loved ones and the financial ruin a lot of people had. But it was also on the positive side, cool to see the way a lot of people pivoted and the way a lot of people thrived and the way a lot of people contributed and helping out push out free content and and put things out there to help people invest or, or offer services or food or a place to live. So, you know, it's, it's interesting when you start to put together the, when you start to put together your timelines and the people you follow and the things you click on on social media, I know the algorithms are, are made to pull up certain things, but I have noticed the more I pay attention to that, that your feed, you can almost make your social media whatever you want. You know, the more you start to click on things that are negative or political or, you know, whatever, you, you'll see more and more doom and gloom. And I've been trying to focus more on the positive things in there because, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to stick my head in the sand and pretend that things aren't happening. But at the same time, I mean, it, it really drags you down. And, and there's things that I can control and me being in a better position uh, emotionally, personally, financially is the only way that will allow me to go out and be able to, to have the patience and the time and the bandwidth to go do other things for other people and help put things out and do good things and, and be in the moment because I'm not figuring and, and trying to stress out about other things in there. So, you know, it's, it's really that old analogy that, I, that you always hear on the planes about you got to put your mask on first before you give it to somebody else. It's not always the easiest thing in the world to do, but I'm, I'm committed now to, to trying to do that because when I'm stressed out or not paying attention or going down the rabbit hole of negativity, I'm really no good to anybody else, including myself. So it becomes an energy suck and a time suck. And I've just tried to make it a point to be conscious of when that's affecting me and how it's affecting me and making a, a choice to change it. So one of the biggest things I think I heard from 2020 going over this whole thing was I heard an interview with Mark Cuban and he talked about how People are going to look back years from now, maybe even less. And when you're on job interviews, or you're talking to people or you're, I guess, doing podcasts or whatever it is, one of the big questions is going to be, what did you do during the 2020 pandemic to upgrade yourself, to better yourself? What skills did you obtain? How did you spend that time? And if the answer is Tiger King and you know PlayStation, it's going to have a reflection. And I, I really made this a time for me after traveling around for years and years and always living out of a suitcase. I didn't realize how much my to-do list was getting put into the closet or swept under the bed and really not getting done. It was all, well, I'll start this, but I'll finish it later. I'll get this 80%, but I'll finish it later. I'll circle back with this and connect this later, later, later. And it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything because I, because I was, but you know, everybody's busy. Everybody's got stuff they have to do. You know, I'm, I'm no exception. There's no excuses. And that, that's another big thing is um, I'll circle back to that. But, you know, I, I didn't necessarily feel like I got very much ahead as far as where I wanted to be with my goals for 2021 or the properties I closed or a lot of other things. But what I did do was I really tightened up a lot of stuff and I really eliminated a lot of 
time wasting things and, and stuff that really wasn't making sense. And I plugged a lot of holes in my business and I went back and restructured everything. And I, and I took care of foundations and I really tried to learn systems and just not accept things that, oh, I just pay this person to do this, or I just, this is how it's been. So this is how it, it always is. And I really feel like I've picked up a lot of new skills and I think I've, I put a lot of more tools in my tool belt that is going to help me in 2021. You know, I've, I've been part of businesses and I've seen a lot of businesses that they go and they scale up and they take off, but they're so quick to just go and make money and make money and make money. And they're not really understanding the importance of the foundation and they have holes in their boats that don't look that big. But the more you put in that ship, the more you put in that boat, the more business you start putting in and putting in and putting in, the more people you start hiring. If you didn't take care of those initial things that were annoying and tedious to go back and do, I hate details. I can't stand them. I'm not the person to do that. I like to just push forward ahead. I don't like going back and figuring out things. It stresses me out, especially when I, it doesn't make sense to me. And then I, I wind up getting tired and I do all these non-confronts like I just want to go eat a McRib or I just want to take a nap or you know I go for a run and then I don't get the thing done. I've been battling that and then going back and just making sure I do it. And those things will sink your ship. They won't, you won't be able to get to the bottom and fix them at that point. And I've seen that happen enough times to know that I really wanted to go back in 2020 and figure out the real ways to structure my business and to set up my business and to understand my business and what I needed, what I wanted to focus on. And I tried to make it a point to tie up any of the loose ends on deals and things that really weren't part of my avatar or my buy box anymore and get them closed out. And for the most part I did, which was pretty cool. Um, it was It was right up until the the last minute with a few of these, but they, they got done. So we closed a couple of bigger deals and now I'm trying to really focus on a specific thing so I can really take all of the, the skills and the tools and the software and the processes and the lessons that I learned from 2020 that I've been putting in place in the background to really expedite and push forward. So I did take a few steps back in 2020, but I truly feel like that that's gonna help me business-wise just sprint come the beginning of 2021, which we're at a place to do now. So I'm um, going back, I can feel good about the fact that I, I hit my hundredth podcast and I learned a lot about myself emotionally. And I learned a lot about myself professionally. And I saw a lot of things um, personally too, to, to make me realize that there's no free lunch. The things that you're doing now you're going to pay for them one way or the other, good or bad. So the stuff I'm putting into my body, the stuff I'm feeding my brain, the stuff I'm doing with my business, taking two hours to watch Netflix instead of working out, eating late at night, um, not tracking things was a, a huge, huge thing that I'm now seeing decades later affecting people financially, physically, mentally. And uh, I'm realizing that it's important now to make sure that I get all those things in place for eating right, limiting the sugar, limiting the carbs, limiting the caffeine, not necessarily, necessarily torturing myself, but trying to make sure that I do things now to give myself and my brain and my health a good long quality of life later, because it feels so good when you, with that inflammation gone, just being able to do things and exercise and, and have mental clarity, it, it has helped me huge in business. So for me, there's a, a drastic connection between what I get done professionally and how I feel mentally and physically. And that's, it's always been a thing for me. I'm sure it's a thing for everybody, but I'm just way more aware of it now that it's not a day-to-day -day thing. Some of the stuff that I have to undo now is because of things that I did for years and years and years. And it, it's amazing how within a few months, you can really change your cravings in your body. But I've been reading more and more about the brain and stopping things 
like long-term dementia and short-term and helping with short-term memory and mental clarity and getting rid of brain fog. And a lot of these brain things that you can do, you can change it in days. It's, it's, it's really cool. So I'm trying to be more aware of that and continue to learn. So ever wanted to play the drums or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. And so a uh, second lesson I took from 2020, aside from more Cubans of you know, looking back and making sure that I can feel comfortable answering that question that I did acquire a skill and I did put out a bunch of content and I did learn a lot. And I, I did a lot for myself and for my business and for my podcast and for my real estate and for my body mentally and physically in 2020. You know, I made mistakes. I screwed things up. But overall, you know, I did put the time in to better myself. I didn't waste the time watching Tiger King and playing PlayStation. So I, I can sit pretty proud of that. And I, I can think, and if you didn't, then that's okay. Just look back and say, you know, now it's, it's a new year. It's a new month. Start now. You know, nobody ever wishes that they started later. So today's as good a day as any. And there, there's that old cliche, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Second best time is today. So just don't beat yourself up. If you, you know, people thought that this was going to be something for a week and then a month and then two months. And, you know, it's hard when you don't know where you are in that cycle to, to really pick up those habits, but you do have the opportunity to continue to do that right now. So now there's no excuses. Second thing, there was a fight. I mean, I don't even know now if it was 2019 or 2020, but Ben Askren fought ruthless Robbie Lawler and uh, Robbie Lawler got choked out. Allegedly, he said he wasn't out. They called the fight. He got up. He screamed at the ref. Hey, you know, I think he dropped some F-bombs. I wasn't out. And then immediately, within seconds of screaming and running up to the ref, he turned around and said, you know what? You're the best ref in the business. Great job. And just took the loss. And then when they went to the press conference, everybody wanted to ask him questions about how, hey, man, what do you think? Do you want a rematch? The fight was stopped early. Herb, Herb Dean did a bad job, but Ashkin didn't really get the win. And, you know, Robbie Lawler just said something that really stuck with me when he said, hey, you know what? I, I lost. You know, the, the guy said I, I was out. I was put in the choke. He won, I lost. And they kept saying, yeah, but you really weren't out and you really didn't tap. And he didn't really see this and that. And, and we really wasn't a loss and it really wasn't fair. And there was all these gray areas. And he went back and he said, you know what? All those things are true, but they're excuses. They might be good excuses, but they're excuses. I don't like to make excuses. So regardless of if it was my fault or a bad call or a good call or whatever, it happened. And good or bad, it's still an excuse. And I'm just not into making excuses. And I freaking love that. And I've been trying to do that more regardless of, hey, I didn't get this work done because I didn't feel good or because I was tired or, you know, I forgot to do this or call this person or get this fixed or send this email 
or not eat that pizza late or whatever it is. It was because I was hungry. It was because I didn't eat all day. It was because this person didn't give me the thing I needed. It's because my phone system didn't work. It's because they didn't understand Podio. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's all valid, but it's all excuses. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to take a lot more ownership for, you know what, you're right. I didn't do that. Or I did do that, whatever it is. But uh, I really am trying to just do that and just not explain all of it and justify all of it but just really take it for what it is you know i want to be very black and white in 2021 for i did this or i didn't and that's it you know and, and if i if i didn't and i needed to i don't want to give you an excuse i just want to do it better next time and next time i will because i'm not big on making excuses so that was a big thing for me have a skill take ownership don't make excuses and i will be carrying that into 2021 some things i'm doing um, I'm working with some people to really get better at tracking. So that's going to be a huge thing for me for 2021 is tracking, starting from day one, being more organized and focusing on my specific things that I need. So shout out to Chris Kelly, he had a really great event at fast track me. And, um, one of the things they kept saying was, you know, build your avatar, be very specific on what properties you want, where you want them, what your exit strategy is, who your sellers are. And I'm trying to really narrow that down because that definitely helps out with saving time. And it definitely helps out with queuing in the type of buyers you're going to go after. So I, I, I can obviously save money by not going and spending money on a bunch of data and stuff that I don't need for properties that I wouldn't want because they're too big or too old or not in the right area or not in the right condition or not in the right price point. So getting better at that is definitely going to help me save money. But more importantly for me, you know, I'm, I'm really looking to save time. So not getting bogged down with properties and sellers that don't make sense for my buy box, I think is a huge thing for me because that's again going to help me have less to sort through. I don't need 3000 leads that don't really make any sense. I'd rather have 50 or a hundred that I know are decent that I can spend my time with. And my business partner, the co-marshall always says it, but I really want to be able to treat everything as it's the only sale. So a lot of the times if you have volume, you or your salespeople might just be soaring through to get to the next one, get to the next one, get to the next one, not realizing that you're passing over leads and deals, which is a lot of what you're seeing with the people that are flipping and wholesaling and really have a pipeline of deals. They spent a lot of 2020 going back to old leads. And instead of spending more and more money on new leads, new leads, new leads, new leads, new leads, they were going back and nurturing and following up on the current leads they had and really digging a lot of money out there and realizing how much they were leaving. So the saying that Cole told me was every deal is the only deal. Every sale is the only sale. So as much as sometimes, you know, you're in a sit and you're, you're talking to somebody about a mentorship, or you're talking to somebody about selling their property and there's more people on hold on the line or there's people out in the hallway, you can't look at it as I got to finish this because I got to get to the next one. You have to look at it as this is the only deal. This is the only sale. This is the only seller. And when you start to go through that, I think you spend more time figuring out the real meaning of what that conversation is and spending more time listening and getting to the point of really solving the problem of the person you're talking to, which is going to equate to better conversations, to you listening more, being in the moment more, being engaged more. People can sense that. People can feel that. And I truly feel that that's going to turn into more success, more dollars, more properties, more clients, whatever it is that you're trying to build is going to be a big thing. So, um, you know, the, again, my favorite saying, I've said it over and over again, but how you do anything is how you do everything. So not only have I teamed up with people that are helping me track all these things daily, like how many calls are being made, what are my ratios of leads to contracts, talk time, um, leads, conversions, all kinds of different things. But on the health side, I also started tracking everything I eat and everything I drink. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very 
in or out, all in or all out type of person where I'm running 10 miles a day and going to jujitsu and watching everything I eat, or I am just drive throughs and DoorDash and pizza and crap. And I'm trying to limit that now that I've seen, I obviously, you know, like everybody put on weight during COVID or not in the shape I am, but I am working out and I am doing things, but I didn't have access to the same facilities, the same gym equipment, jujitsu, all these things that really helped that I have to be more aware of my diet now because I don't have at the moment the same resources that I had to really affect myself physically and put myself in the shape that I really wanted to be. And so bought some equipment now for my place that I can start using. The Bullflex dumbbell has been awesome, but I'm, I'm trying to be accountable and understand exactly what I'm eating. And it's been really interesting because tracking that stuff has really been just that in itself, the accountability for making sure that everything I put in my mouth gets logged on an app. And when you start to see how one coconut roll date or one cookie takes up like almost a third or a quarter or whatever of your daily nutrients and calories for the day, you start to really appreciate things like, you know, rolling fresh turkey and lettuce and being able to dip it in something and you can eat a whole packet of that and that'll, you know, keep you busy for half a day eating and it's not going to have half the calories and it's going to get you the protein and stuff that you need. And then I'm finding that, you know, now there's a correlation that it's helping my energy. It's helping my clarity. And when I, I cheat and I do have the cookie or I do eat half a box of something, all of a sudden I'm tired and I'm foggy and at the very least, just the laziness of knowing, you know what, I really do want to go eat a bag of chips or I really want to go do go to Shake Shack and have a burger. And although I can completely fit that in, I'm well within my calories, I'm well within my restrictions for the dieting that I'm trying to, to, to fit myself into, I'm like, you know what, I just don't want to go have to put that I don't want to take the time to go log that into my thing. So I'm just not going to eat now. I'm going to have a decaf green tea or I'm going to drink more water. And, you know, again, just tracking those things and keeping those things has been very eye-opening to really see and understand what I'm eating, what's in each of those things, how that all adds up, how that affects me mentally, physically. And again, going in and sticking to the accountability, which again is going to be my biggest thing for 2021, is just holding myself accountable. You know, again, it was 4 a.m. I walk up, I, I didn't have a podcast done. I've been in between editors. So there's been things in there. But again, you know what that is? That's just a freaking excuse. So I was like, you know what? I just got to get up and do it. So I'll find something to talk about. And this is what I started doing. So I'm really trying to take those excuses away and hold myself accountable for everything I'm eating, everything I'm drinking, everything I'm doing during the day, my work, my podcast, have that consistency. And at the end of the day, make sure I get things done because I don't want at the end of the day to talk to somebody or get in one of these mastermind calls. And when they ask me again, what are your metrics? What are your KPIs? What did you do today? Did you finish this? Did you get this done? And I say, no, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I got up and, and I, I just got it done regardless. So even though this podcast is supposed to be for other people, it's also for me. And this is just another example of getting up early and just doing a solo podcast to recap things and to talk about what we're doing and, and hold myself accountable for making sure I do have a podcast out every Monday and Thursday, like I committed to, regardless of the excuse. Yeah, I have shit to do. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, I'm tired. But so what? You know, it's, it's all just excuses. So trying to live by that, you know, and uh, get up and just make things happen. So um, 2021 focus specifically on properties, avatars, and exit strategies, not get shiny object syndrome, track things and hold myself accountable. So those things I truly believe in the next 90 days when I do, I'll do an update on how these first 90 days went. Um, I think I'm going to be in really good shape business wise. And I think I'm going to be in really good shape physically and mentally 
for these changes and things that I'm doing now. And some of them are, are tough and some of them aren't easy. And it is fighting cravings and breaking habits and stuff where as good as I've been, I just, I know I can do better. And in 2021, I just want to do better. That, that's all I'm trying to do is just be better than I was last year. I did a lot of things right. I did a lot of things wrong. There's a lot of things I did well, a lot of things I could have done better, but those are all just excuses. So um, lastly, we did have Mark Hanneman on. And, and part of the things I wanted to talk about with him is I did say how much I appreciate him. What a big fan I've been, but what a great story. It's, it's everything we talk about on this is somebody who grew up in Ohio wanted to make it in show business. You know, he did seem to have the support of his family, but it's crazy because there's so many people that I know that have gotten into real estate, whether they're students of mine, new investors, whatever it may be, and their friends and family tell them, you're nuts. Don't do don't get into real estate. It's a scam. Or, you know, your cousin Brian's a realtor. Just talk to him. And, or, you know, your, your grandfather. What? They, they, they send him to somebody who bought one property 40 years ago. It, it appreciated but they don't seem to support it. And there's a lot of reasons we've been into it for why, but now he's doing something like trying to go to Hollywood or New York city and be a writer and get in the entertainment business, which, you know, to me seems like the, the success rate is way lower. You know, I do have friends that have made it in music and TV and comedy and stuff, but I have way more friends and people I know that have made millions of dollars and been successful in real estate and business than I do in entertainment. So, and even the guys that are in entertainment that I, I have had the fortunate um, opportunities to talk to or to meet. I mean, they're all trying to get into real estate or have gotten into real estate to secure themselves financially so they could chase their dreams. So Mark Enneman was an interesting story that he did almost the opposite, that he had the support to go and chase this dream that was a wild card of trying to be a successful writer and went to New York City. And, and he talks about being a starving artist and waking up and not being able to pay his rent and worrying where he's going to have his money for bills. That sounds very familiar to me. That's something that we've dealt with for a long time coming up as a real estate investor. And people I talk to every day when you hear their success stories and they've made it and then they lost everything in the crash and they made it back and now there's COVID. Like this is a very typical story, but he didn't quit and he stuck with it and he took calculated risks. That's what it's all about. You know, there's, it's always going to be scary. It's never going to be easy, but look where he is now. Look what he did today. And he went out to California and he landed family guy after getting a, a job with David Letterman and, all those same stories I thought were great about how he was just going to go. He took his first check and he was going to go rent someplace. And, you know, the, the realtor talked him into going and buying someplace that was a duplex. And he said, I don't want to be a landlord, but he bought the property. And then he put another writer who does some voices on family guy in there. And then he joked around how he's always going to convince a victim. And then, uh, you know, people made fun of him for being a landlord, but then he refinanced and then he refinanced again. And then that property appreciated and then he made a ton of money on it. And he started doing more and more and more on that. And, you know, now he's got this podcast and he's got this uh, syndication and his quantum catapult capital and all these things, you know, and he's surrounded by people like Mila Kunis and Seth MacFarlane and Ashton Kutcher and these successful people who I'm assuming have a ton of money as well, but he's surrounded himself with success and still went after what he does and what he loves, but was able to build his own thing and do his own thing with his real estate. And I just think that that's, that's amazing. The, the fact that he, you know, it wasn't easy for him. And you could hear when he's telling those stories that he was terrified and he did think he was crazy. And that whole thing was like, man, what did I just do? What's going on here? Am I, am I going to be broke? Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to go to jail? Like it's are normal things, you know, that people fear, but that fear I think helps you make more calculated decisions and analyze situations better and try and stay sharp with a lot of these things. So 
I just love the story about how he he went through all the same trials and tribulations and adversity and, and emotional and mental pitfalls that we all have been through, but you push through. But that that dialogue in your head, everybody has that starting out. Most people I've talked to, I definitely did. And it, as you get into bigger deals and you do more things, that doesn't go away. You just get better at controlling it and shutting it down. And you know, obviously now he's very confident and. I, I just thought it was great. But one thing I wanted to point out there is he, he's making money in Los Angeles and a lot of stuff that comes up. People are always talking about markets, what markets to invest in, where you can make money in markets. And what I have found now from investing all over the country myself and interviewing real estate investors all over the country is that there's deals everywhere, everywhere. So many investors in California have done business with me in other states because they're going, oh, there's no deals in California. And then I've talked to so many investors outside of California that are doing properties in California. It's that old saying like Jesus didn't do miracles in his own city. Sometimes you're not seeing what is in your own backyard because you're too emotionally attached to it. You're only seeing things that you've grown up in. And I, you know, I've, I've given many examples of this over the years. I'll probably do a whole episode just on this, but even places on Long Island where I'll see, I'll see somebody and they'll say, hey, you know what? Uh, I got a great property. I say, well, where is it? And they'll tell me, like, oh, you, you don't want to be over there. It's not a good area. I'm like, oh, man, well, I'm glad I asked you. Can you show me what did I miss here? Why isn't this not a good deal? Why is this not a good area? And I look at the area and I look at the deal and I say, you know what? You actually, you have a great deal in your hands. This is a good deal. I apologize. And I said, well, why did you say that? Why did you tell me was it a good deal? You're going to give me a heart attack. I said, well, you know what, man? I actually haven't really looked closely at that area in probably 20, 25 years, but I grew up there. And when I grew up there, everybody said that that was a bad area or a bad town or a bad school district. And that's just the only thing I've ever heard. And that's always just been ingrained in me. So I never even bothered to look at the actual numbers and the data and the opportunities there. I'm putting blinders on and making emotional decisions. And when you can open yourself up to see opportunities, it might not be the best market for a specific strategy. And there's always going to be good and bad pockets in every city. But Mark found a way to make commercial real estate in California work for him. And other people have made where he came from in Cleveland, they've made millions of dollars. They've made a lifetime of wealth investing where he came from in Cleveland, where he's saying he doesn't feel good investing in those smaller markets. He likes to be in these big major markets that he feels comfortable that they're not going anywhere. And he's making money now during COVID in California when everybody's running for the hills. So, I mean, name the city, name the state, name the strategy. You can find somebody in any major city or minor city or flyover city or anywhere in the country right now that they're finding ways to make those strategies work. It's just a matter of sticking through it. And I don't know if it's a matter of just people constantly chasing something else so they never have to get settled, which again is part of what I've struggled with, but really finding a way to make things work and commit to it. And, and again, going back to all this, Mark has his avatar. He knows his properties. He knows his area. He knows his niche. He's doing multifamily in a specific market and as a specific strategy and he's crushing it. You didn't hear him talk about, oh, I'm wholesaling this and I'm doing single family here. And now I'm looking into these other markets. He was very dead set. This is what I do. This is where I do it. This is how I do it. And this is what I'm going to continue to do. And there's a lot to be said for that. You know, I, I consider myself at a lot of times, uh, what's a jack of all trades, a master of none. And I'm trying to get really, really good and clear on not being like that anymore because I realized that going wide with my business and scattered, yes, I can talk about a lot of different things and I have experience on a lot of different things, but I, I really want to be a black belt and maybe one or two specific things and get really, really good at those. You know, obviously I won't pass up on deals that make money, but I really have to make sure I'm focusing on specific things. And 
I just thought that that was a great lesson for picking your market. So when people go, well, is this a good market or a bad market? The answer is going to be yes. What do you need to do there? And, and we could talk deeper, obviously, that that's an hour or probably a weekend conversation of what really is your strategy? What should your strategy be? Why would this strategy work there or not work there? Why are you even picking that strategy? Why are you even picking that area? But the idea is you hear people say all the time, there's no deals in California. And then you get on a podcast and this guy's like, yeah, I'm killing it in California. Yeah. Oh, there's no deals in, in Texas. Everybody's in Texas. Okay. There's people I know making a hundred thousand dollars a month in Texas. Oh, everybody wants to invest in Ohio. Okay. My friend's about to pull 400 grand this month in Ohio, Florida. Everybody's in Florida. Chris Kelly just put a whole event together and half the room was other people that are all killing it, making six figures a month in Florida. So you could talk yourself in and out of whatever you want, but at the end of the day, just freaking pick a strategy, stick with it, surround yourself with people who are doing it successfully, learn from them, bring value to them, and start making 2021 the year that you make no excuses, you track what you're doing, you hold yourself accountable, we take the guesswork out, we zone in on our avatars, and we don't look back and regret. Let's take all of the things that we sharpen the ax for in 2020, and let's go out and start killing it in 2021. Thank you guys for listening. This is episode 101. It was a pretty crazy, I didn't even realize we were at episode 100 already. I'm going to do some pretty cool things with some of the episodes we've done already, but I truly have to thank everybody who's been listening and growing the downloads and giving support on the podcast and giving feedback. And I am really blown away with the amount of support I've gotten from the, the not only the people listening, but the guests have been so cool. Guys like Mark Henneman, the cast of The State, Matt Sarah, Ray Longo, Jason Rao, Billy Grazzi Day, um, you know, Mark Evans, Tim Bratz, Jennings, all the, the business people, all, uh, you know, Jasmine Wabelli, congratulations on just having uh, her twins and uh, being selected to go to the moon with the next all women mission. I mean, there's just been amazing people that I truly feel like everybody that I've had on as a guest, I've gotten no better. And I don't know if they feel this way, but I feel like we've, you know, we've become friends and we've strengthened our relationship. And I feel closer to all the people that I've had an hour, hour and a half or two hour conversation with. And being able to catch up, you know, specifically like Matt Sarah Ray Longo, that was that was a big one for me. It was so great catching up with those guys. I got a lot of great feedback on those ones. Um, the jiu-jitsu guys have been responding really well to Jason Rao. And just overall, you know, and then coming back and having, you know, somebody that's a writer on one of the shows that I've been the hugest fan of since college come back and just jump on us. Yeah, man, I'll talk to you. Like, it's such a crazy world. It's such a crazy thing. Um, people I never thought I'd be talking to from Family Guy and all the cast of the state. I got two more. Um, Michael, uh, Ian Black, and Thomas Lennon are the only two from the state I believe I have not had on yet or at least recorded episodes for yet. So I'm going to go after them. And I literally only had two people the whole year pass on doing the podcast. And, um, you know, that that's pretty good. I don't want to get myself down and be like, well, I didn't want to do it. I want to be very thankful for the people that did. And um, I'm really just, again, thankful and appreciative and blown away by the people I've been able to surround myself with and get to know and my friends that have constantly reached out. Um, it hasn't been easy. I haven't been able to see everybody, especially my family and my friends and my jujitsu buddies. And I haven't been able to physically go to a lot of these masterminds and networking events and be able to spend the time face to face, catching up with a lot of people that I do enjoy talking to. And I do enjoy being around. Um, but people have been really cool about, you know, just texting or calling or Zooming or, you know, guys like Hulk Smash touching base all the time. And, you know, I just appreciate it. And uh, I had a great year and I'm very happy for the good health of all my friends and family and uh, people like Mark O'Connell and Sean Cooper and all my Baldwin friends and family that I love so much. I appreciate all of you. And 
I got to go home for the holidays and spend some time with my parents, who I love very much, my brother, who is one of my favorite people and the guy I'm some of the most proud of for what he's done in his life. I want to have him on the podcast as well. Hopefully my music friends are able to get back on the road this year, um, start touring, going out there, making some money, making some music. And uh, especially I got to spend time with Ralph. So my dog, Ralph, love him. Miss that guy. Um, he's been very good and therapeutic for me. So I appreciate everybody always uh, asking about him and uh, commenting on the post. So I am done rambling now. This has been episode one on 101 kicking off. 2021. Um, I apologize. It was a little bit scattered, but again, I didn't want to hold myself accountable for putting out an episode. Thank you, Mark Henneman, again, for getting on. That was a big thrill for me. I love that episode. I'm already getting great feedback on it. And um, we have a really sick lineup of good guests coming up for the next two months on the calendar. And um, there's probably going to be a little bit less solo because I just have so many guests I want to get in there. But please listen, subscribe, like, share. Uh, make sure you're downloading these. Uh, it really helps. Leave a review if you can. And let's talk real estate. And uh, I really think you guys are going to love some of these uh, episodes that are going to be coming out over the next month or two. So thank you very much. It's been the A-Game Podcast. Have a great day. Uh -huh.